about the curveball with you. Give him a heater. Welcome to the final regular season edition of the Heater Podcast. We have gotten this far. Uh, There's only about seven games left in the regular season. uh, And many things decided. Still some up for grabs as we get to the the final week uh, postseason hunt. uh, Seeding. Uh, to also the game of musical chairs, three teams sure seem to be uh, in the for the look hunting for the final two spots in the NL. But again, only two of those three are going to make it in. Only one game separates those three. Going to be an exciting final week there in the American League. There's still things taking place in the final uh, half game separates Houston and Seattle for the final uh, wild card spot. Uh, so again, uh, there is still a playoff for some teams. The playoffs have already begun, and we'll see what happens in the final week. Uh, as we break that down and kind of start to, start to set the stage for uh, rankings and possible playoff matchups, we'll also have fun uh, going to the, the way back when machine uh, to our original predictions and seeing where that shakes out now with only one week left in the regular season. Before we dive into all of that, as always, the Heater Podcast is brought to you by River Creek Popcorn. For all of your snacking needs for baseball games, playoff hunts, and movies of choice, come hungry, leave happy. Uh, it has been uh, excite- excitement weekends the last two weekends here uh, in our neck of the woods with uh, tours and festivals and things taking place as fall uh, begins its peak bloom. Uh, we see that uh, in all those uh uh, all those fall things are coming into play, and that made its way to the uh, the popcorn wagon as well. This is the season to live in Wisconsin, the best of the seasons. Uh, don't let Amanda hear me say that, but it is not so hot. It is not so cold. It is just lovely around here right about now. And So if you get a chance to come to Wisconsin right about now, absolutely come. Dan's right. You can find art tours, uh, winery tours, or all sorts of them going on right now because you will want to get out right now around here. I'd say we're probably... A week away from peeking out on the weather, or on the, excuse me, on the color, but... Apple festivals Apple and festivals. Octoberfest. Yes, and Octoberfest. There you go. Now we're really talking. Uh, but yeah, uh, along with that, the Popcorn Wagon is, is up and running here. We are doing, well, we did your uh, Fall Fest. We did that one. Good sales there. We did not go anywhere this weekend. We have some more coming up. And actually, right now, we have a limited time. This is the one week or until they run out of the year where we have the maple syrup candies. For $5, we get those from uh, the gentleman who actually gave us our maple syrup, and then they go to a cranberry fest, which is a different thing, up in about an hour north of here. If you're yeah, almost, I'm, I'm sorry for not even mentioning that as far as one of the, the hallmarks of the 50th yeah. anniversary. is a big milestone mm-hmm. uh, that just took place at, for Cranfest. I have not Amanda has. It's huge. It's uh, massive. It is, it is massive. So they make an annual event that a lot of people look forward to. Oh, yeah. There, there's thousands of people go to cranberry fest. So, uh... They make maple syrup candies for those, and then we are one of the two other distributors that they have that actually they offer them to to sell because of our good relationship together. So we had 20 of them. I think I sold probably a dozen this weekend, so come early next week because they will not last long. We sold them for $5, and they are fantastic. Well, as we reach uh, uh, excitement time for picking uh, a la carte, almost anything you want as we're uh, entering peak season for that, it is peak season for uh, for playoff hunt. Uh, and that's what leads us to uh, our 
discussion for uh, today is going to lead into, we'll take a look at the American League and National League, where things are currently ranking, uh, have a chance to at least touch on potential uh, playoff uh, matchups as things are getting seeded right now, uh, and then make predictions on, here's where the last things that are still up for grabs this week, who ends up on top. Uh, so why don't we dive into the American League first. We'll save uh, one that's a little bit more near and dear to uh, uh, our Milwaukee uh, hearts uh, around here. But uh, as we look at the American League, uh, the biggest stuff is, is clinched or all but clinched. Technically, the number one seed is still up for grabs, but it's really not. Uh, it would pretty much take a full-on Baltimore collapse and Rays winning out to, uh, to tackle that. Uh, so unless something uh, real crazy happens, uh, Baltimore has the number one seed uh, in the American League, uh, and that puts, uh, while still a little more available, Texas is two and a half up in the AL West, but if they hold on, that gets them the number two seed. Minnesota has clinched the, the uh, division for the AL Central, so that puts them at number three, uh, with the Rays then uh, locked into number four with the first wild card spot. Uh, and then Toronto, I think they're up by two games uh, at number five. But the number six is separated by half game. Houston and Seattle, uh, pretty much uh, even Steven as we get into the final week. And they're both relatively cold, actually. They both lost three in a row, which is not something you see at the end of the year here. Toronto actually playing well recently, which is not always something that I can say. I think they should play better most of the time. Texas is on a roll. They won five in a row. That's good to see. Uh, yeah, I think Baltimore getting home field advantage is actually a pretty good big deal for them because... They have that weirdly designed park that is they basically built to accommodate their pitchers, and because of that, they have a fantastic 45 and 30 home record. Now Tampa Bay is actually a little better, but that's that's great. So good for Baltimore. Tampa Bay versus Minnesota. I mean, that's all but locked in at this point. I would obviously give the would not since Minnesota has the the division. Uh, oh, that's they, right. They, they wouldn't be. They would get the they get the worst sixth. of the teams. That's so right. likely Minnesota is going to be facing either Houston or Seattle. And that now, that which when I looked at it last week, that was different. It was looking like uh, Rays and Houston was the likely uh, uh, thing, but Toronto has changed that in the last week. So now a AL uh, East division battle for the two wild cards, uh, Rays and Toronto is what is right now. So here's my question to you: Whether it be Toronto, Houston, or Seattle, whichever one ends up last, are you picking? What are the chances you select Minnesota to beat them? Mm, pretty much no. <laughs> uh, Minnesota has pretty good pitching. I do I do like, like in a three-game series, if you tell me they can Anything roll Anything can happen in a three-game. Pablo Lopez is going to be fine. I, I think he'll be okay. And then, you know, Sonny Gray and however you get to it, Bailey over, however you do the third game. But anything can happen in a three-game. But I still think that I will probably take whichever one of those teams versus Minnesota when we do the actual predictions probably next week. Uh, so let, let's get to this. Uh, you are mentioning with that, that idea, which is really what you're talking about is Minnesota's got the number three seed, but no one considers them the number three best team uh, in the AL. So in the, the modern era of how this worked, as we now have one full year of balanced schedules, if everyone faces the same teams, I'm all for you win the division is an automatic ticket to the, uh, to the playoffs, regardless of what your record is. But where you get ranked should be based on your actual one-loss record. So Minnesota making the postseason because they uh, were the best team in the uh, AL Central, sure. Uh, but you should be the sixth rank, the sixth rank, uh, within, if that's what your record indicates. Uh, and that's the there's there's no reason for a team that won 95 games 
uh, to be ranked where, where like where the Rays are in that regard. Uh, I don't. I get if you take the top two records, you get the buy. No problem. I still believe in that. But when if you are the division team that's the lowest of that, and if you haven't earned it compared to the people facing the same teams for the same amount of times within it, that's the one correction or modification I would like to see uh, to this playoff uh, format. And it won't happen if it's the Rays doing it. But when Boston or New York has it happen to them, that's when you'll hear the uh, 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 the media start, uh, start going in within it. That's what it will take to change it. I think we do get there, but it's going to take that to do it. That's how basketball works, right? Basketball yep. plays the competitive schedule, and it's, yes, you still have divisions, but it's based off of your record at the end. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Minnesota absolutely deserves to be in the playoffs, but, yeah, Tampa Bay's a better team, Toronto's a better team, Houston's a better team, and I do believe Seattle, one of those will miss the playoffs, and they are likely still, in my mind, a better team than the Minnesota Twins. As we look at that first round, and we'll talk about it next week with them, but as we're, uh, so two questions. One, Whose rotation do you not want to face in a three-game set uh, when you're looking at the final uh, uh, final four or five teams right now since we're not solidified? So uh, which uh, rotation do you not want to face uh, leading into that? And then who do you think between Houston and Seattle uh, ends up with the final spot? I don't want to face Seattle. I don't, in a three-game series or even in a four-game series, right? Your vote, Luis Castillo is probably going to finish second in the Cy Young voting to Garrett Cole, and deservedly so. And then... Logan Gilbert, George, George Kirby, Kirby, like they're gonna throw strikes. You're gonna get length out of them. They're not gonna. They're gonna have to hit your way on, and I don't know where they throw in a fourth game. Maybe Brian Wu or, or something like that. And e- even so, you still know that you are gonna get three tough matchups in there. Whereas Toronto, Kevin Gaussman's really good. Chris Bassett's really consistent. It's, it still comes down to the fact that you they never got what they were expecting out of Alec Manoa. I, I still don't trust you, Kikuchi. Tampa Bay has so many injuries that they're hard to, it's hard for them right now to even necessarily field as two starters right now they're doing. Well, at least it's now with three, you have uh, you have Glass now, you have mm-hmm. Eflin, who's been the biggest and surprise, Savale, right? and Savale. Uh, so even with all the injuries that they have with them, you can still put forward a solid top three. And then Houston, you're going to roll Flamber Valdez, uh, Justin Verlander, Hunter Brown, I suppose. Right? Am I forgetting somebody? Potentially. Because I'm not, Christian Javier has been terrible for the better part of the last part of the season. so that Second half of the rotation has struggled. Yep. That's so, the problem. I think Seattle's probably got the best pitching of those. Uh, now, who do I think will actually get in here? It's tough. Toronto, I think, probably gets in. I've been big on Toronto for a long time here. And then it comes down to Houston and Seattle. And here's the thing. They play each other. Like, it is a series coming up here. Houston goes, I think they play each other maybe the last couple of series, if I'm not mistaken. So I know that... If the next series is at Seattle, I'm not sure if right after that, but they have a few games left against each other. So I will probably take – it's really hard to pick against Houston. Houston's just done this so long, and you just keep expecting it to happen and them to pull ahead, and it's not happening. But I will take Houston, I think. And which keep, I just said Seattle's got the best rotation I don't want to face, and I think they might miss it somehow yet too, though. Well, that's just it. I was going to give you the breakdown for starting uh, uh, tomorrow with them. You have uh, – it's Verlander versus Castillo. Uh, you favor Castillo in that one at this point. Javier versus Kirby. And I'll favor Kirby in that one. Uh, and this just pulls up for Wednesday. We are looking at Valdez versus Miller. That one I'll favor Framber Valdez. I, I like some of the stuff I've seen out of Bryce Miller, but I'm not... Framber Valdez, I know it wasn't great. The last start he had wasn't great, but I will take Framber Valdez in that one. And looking where Houston, I think, has Thursday off. But Seattle then goes to face Texas. 
See, that's a tough. That is a tough stretch. I'm going to see what the Friday. Who does? How does it end for Houston? Houston is playing. Houston then goes to Aris, at Arizona down the stretch. Houston's they last have a lot to play for Arizona. too. They do. Right, we'll this to is a uh, what a great final week. Not just from it being close, but for how it lined up. Uh, again, the the to have uh, going into the final week, Houston versus Seattle, four game series. Uh, to do that, you have uh, and Texas has yeah, but Texas yes. is not official. We didn't mention them, but Texas is only a game, a half a game up on two, or no, uh, two games up, right? On Texas is a two games up on Houston and two and a half up on Seattle. So they they are currently in the driver's seat. They've won five in a row, but they are not out of the sink yet. As far as they could still lose it too. Seattle has everything in front of them. Just to end up as the division leader at the end, because you're playing both the teams in front of you, or right where you're neck to neck within it. So uh, it's in your hands, which is where you want it to be. Uh, uh, so that's that's going to be fun to watch within it. Uh, Texas. The question is, has it clicked back in? They were the baseball's hottest team beyond the race. They extended longer than that uh, to begin the season. Then they went through a massive slump. Now they've won five in a row. Uh, with it. Have, have they got back to where they were previously is probably the biggest question uh, this last week will answer for us. If they go on a tear within it, I'm not sure if anyone's going to want to face them going into the, the, uh, the postseason. So it would be fascinating to watch. They're getting healthy at the right time. So they had some injuries recently, but Josh Young is back. And I know it, at least his first game at home run I haven't seen recently. Adolis Garcia this time, he is back. Evan Carter got called up. And has been a star, stud for them, like Huge. another four top home 10. runs, like in uh, five games. And he's hitting like well over three hundred with three steals. Like that's another top ten prospect. Who I don't know if we ever did mention, but Evan Carter has been come up and looks like he's ready for this. And the trade of Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery's been exactly what we said this team needed. Someone you don't need dominance because you have a great offense behind him, and he gives him a chance to win every time he goes. Don't out. need dominance, just need competence. And he's that right. So. Montgomery, Evaldi, John Gray's been awful for the better part of a month here, and Dane Dunning, but, yeah, I, I, it should be a fun race on the end of the American League. So who did you pick to, uh, to finish out for the last wildcard spot? So I will say Toronto gets in, and I want to say Seattle gets in. I'll, I'll say Seattle gets in, which means Houston misses, which yeah. feels weird saying because all along it kept feeling like this is Houston. This is the team that's won how many World Series in the past few years that has all-stars galore, but it just feels like it's not going to click this year. And it's just not as deep this year, especially yeah. in the rotation. Injuries have, have hurt them uh, uh, within it. I, I'm of the same way. I think that your, your wild cards raise Toronto and Seattle. That's where I'm at within it. I love it when a team has a chance to go out and do it, take care of their own business. Seattle has every opportunity here, and they'll have no one to blame but themselves if not. Uh, but, yeah, my, my prediction as well is that Houston misses – uh, in this, I I believe that uh, Texas maintains their uh, maintains the division, uh, but that also makes things more interesting for Seattle and how that works with, with Houston. That's what the reason why Houston has a chance uh, in my mind is also because of them facing Texas, uh, uh, the the stretch that Seattle has. But again, so does Houston have that uh, stretch at the same time. So yep, my predictions there as well in the American League, uh, National League, as we turn our attention. Uh, things are a little more clear, uh, and the f- top four, uh, as we look at the division, is kind of confirming their four-game lead over the number one spot. So Atlanta, uh, one game off of a 100-win season so far. They'll get there. Uh, that's the number one seed in the National League. Dodgers at number two. It's only going to take one more game, uh, one more win from the Brewers or one more loss from the Cubs, uh, and the and the 
Central Division is clinched for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, number four at Philly, uh, leading uh, strong in the uh, uh, the wild card. Uh, with them, I just pulling up where four and a half games they have. Four and a half. So Arizona top four are set uh, really in the National League. Then it comes down to the fun of the uh, uh, musical chairs with three teams. There's still a couple things lurking. Uh, I'll have you mention if the. Uh, at least with the Mets, it was done, and there's frustration. But I think there's going to be more frustration in in San Diego uh, as a result of how this is ending. But we'll come to that in a minute. So for the fifth and sixth spot, the final wild cards within it, Arizona is up by half a game. Half a game. Uh, then you have the Cubs are a half game back, and Miami one game back. So you are neck and neck, uh, as and close neck. as you can be. And neck, neck and neck and neck. And, neck. and Cincinnati's uh, not far out of it. They're two and a half back of correct. Arizona. So it's, or no, of the Cubs. So they'd be three back of Arizona. But but still only two and a half back of the final wild card spot that has you uh, hanging yeah. around. Two and a half is definitely hanging around. Uh, so, yeah, uh, what's the, uh, so you say four teams for two spots. Give me one reason why each team will do it. Ooh, that's tough. So, I would say, I've said, I think Arizona probably has the most consistent, like, hitting talent. Arizona's issue is their bullpen. I don't trust Arizona's bullpen. Arizona's hitting talent is showing that they can be consistent. Now, I was looking, trying to figure out what the schedules are here. Arizona now goes to New York to play the Yankees, which uh, don't have anything to play for other than Garrett Cole winning a Cy Young Award. So I don't expect that will be super challenging. They, they're finishing up with the Yankees tomorrow, then the White Sox in Houston. So the Yankees and the White Sox, nothing. And we just talked about Houston. That could be a good team. The Cubs have, facing a, Atlanta. have a brutal stretch. Here. Now, Atlanta has nothing to play for other than the fact they have to to get uh, home field advantage over the Dodgers, they have to win a few more. But Atlanta and then the Brewers. So they're done at Wrigley Field. They're all on the road here. That's tough. Uh, Justin Steele's still pitching okay, but it's looked a little cracked lately. Marcus Stroman came back. I don't think he's won even three innings since he's been back yet. Jordan Wicks. It, it's tough. That's going to be a tough ask going all on the road the rest of the season now. They've been playing good baseball lately. They've called up their big guns. Pete Carroll Armstrong's here. Alexander Canario's here. I know they're not playing that much, but they are there. Cincinnati. Cincinnati's, it's just, the, it's the hardest team to, tell, to predict, I think. I've said that for a while here because they're just so young that maybe they'll mess around and find out and actually win this thing. So they have a very easy schedule. They get two days off yet, so they only have five games left. They have Monday off. They have Thursday off. And then in between at Cleveland, we know Cleveland has played poorly all year, and St. Louis has had the worst year of, I know, last decade, two decades, a long freaking time since St. Louis has been this bad. That's who, that's who Cincinnati plays yet. And right now, they're kind of peaking again. Like Hunter Green, this is as good as he's ever looked. He has been pitching as well as we've seen from him since he's been called up here. So then you just talk about, okay, well, what about Miami? Because that's the last one left. Miami's, they have the best schedule, okay. uh, the weakest schedule for the, the close within it. Uh, you have them facing the Mets. Uh, and then you have them facing Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, and their pitching is coming around. Well, Ed, Eduardo, uh, Edward Cabrera is uh, starting to round into form himself. Uh, they've already had, like, 
Uh, Jake Berger has been fantastic for them, just adding a nice middle-of-the-order hitter within it. I, they're starting to, again, Sandy Alcantara is the challenge overall within it, but there's enough depth and here in the teams they're facing. And, and Sandy's hurt. Sandy's got an injured list. He's gone right now. He sprained his elbow. So That's really not the end of the world for them. But with this you're, going with, right now. you're going with Lazardo, right? Lazardo's been good all year now. He's way over the, like, like at this point, all their young guys are well over their innings, right? That's the big thing is, and you got to push for this because you're right there. But Lazardo, you mentioned Edward Cabrera. They're doing the starter thing with him, but here's what you're going to get out of Edward Cabrera. You're going to get, like, five innings, eight strikeouts. You're going to get, like, five innings, seven walks. Because some days when he has it, he's still as good as anybody. But when he doesn't have it, he's all over the park. Braxton Garrett's been a, just another revelation in their pitching development down there. Up. Just another one. And then I think they're actually going with Johnny Cueto. The old man here on the – Johnny Cueto probably double some of these guys' age. But uh, that's their rotation right now, and it's getting it done. And the offense has been good enough. At least I suddenly like, found a power stroke lately. Did you notice that? I believe he's up to 10 home runs I saw, which is not a lot. But, hey, that's a lot more than he had. So to predict how this is going to go is not easy. But if I'm picking this right here, the way we sit, where everybody's within two and a half games, I'm going to go Miami for one, and I'm going to go Arizona. I am too. Arizona's got the, the lead right now. I was going to say, I think of, of them – the safest of these uh, up-in-the-air ones to finish with the wild card. Uh, I, I feel more that way for them. Uh, Miami's uh, strength of schedule, or lack thereof, allows them uh, to uh, to get the final spot. Uh, Cincinnati is looking better, but when you only have five games, that involves other people losing ahead of you in order to gain ground. You can only have you only have so many games that you can gain ground on your own. I think that's going to hurt them uh, in the final stretch. Uh, so yeah, I'm at Arizona and Miami for the for the two wild card spots as well. Do you see the Cubs or Reds finishing? Still above 500. They're all, they're all above 500 now. Do you expect that still happens, Cincinnati? I think they both will. Yeah, I think right. all four of these teams are going to end up above 500. Uh, within it, it's just the just running out of time uh, to get uh, get ahead of some of the other teams that are that are there within it. So, you mentioned the team that's been the hottest in baseball the month of September, right up there. But it's too little, too late, and that is the enigma that is the San Diego Padres. Nine of their last ten, one again today. They have got it to 77 and 79, which is actually still a half game back of San Francisco. It's too little. To, it's technically, they're not eliminated, and as well as they've been playing, they would, they would still need a lot of help to get in here. But I sent it, I think I texted you last week. Like, just look at before the year started. If you told you, okay, Blake Snell's going to win the Cy Young Award. Josh Hader's not going to be. Josh Hader's going to give you everything you want out of bullpen. 53 innings. He's going to have an ERA of 119. And you're going to get 130-plus games out of all four of the stars. And they're all going to play pretty well. Juan Soto has 32 home runs right now. Brandon Tatis got 25 home runs, 29 steals. Hasean Kim is going to become a star in his own right. Xander Bogarts and Manny Machado are all going to stay healthy. And this team is going to finish right around 500. It just feels like an impossibility. When you're finally clicking now, uh, just enough to get close, but not close enough to actually get in. Uh, that's what I'm saying, even more frustrating uh, than the New York Mets season uh, within it. Because, uh, like, this is always what you should have been able to do, but somehow you managed to get it in your own way. Well, now you're playing this way, but too little too late. I just watched uh, Fernando Tatis' uh, beautiful home run rob 
uh, in right field. It's left up great. And you see the individual performances, but they have not been able to collectively put it together as a team. Uh, we'll go down as the most frustrating team uh, of the 2023 season. That was impressive. Xander Bogarts has been just scorching hot for the month of September. To suddenly get this season back to, he's back up to 281, and he was... I thought it was looking like a disappointing first year, but that's going to look like a pretty good first year, actually, in San Diego. So, I don't know. Then the offseason, they'll be, we'll talk about them, I'm sure, many times in the offseason. They'll be a fascinating team to watch as they decide, what do we do with Juan Soto now? Cause the, the only thing I think now, because they have played well at the end, I think they'll double down, which is what they're in their MO anyways. If we were this close with Bennett and this went, unless there's a different direction given from the ownership, they will double down. Uh, that's the question I have. Like, because it has to start with they're going to keep AJ Preller, right? Because AJ Preller has shown that he will he will trade the world to get his players in there, and then he can replace them really quickly. Because for a team that literally a year and a half ago we talked about who's left here, suddenly they have a 16 year old catcher who's playing in Double A named Ethan Salas who looks like a star, and they have Robbie Snelling. All so once again, their farm system is not bad again. They, they've traded stuff, but they still have more coming, and that that might be enough to save his job. Because the culprit isn't bare. At the same time, that gives someone else a, a chance to, uh, you don't have to tear it down to the studs uh, uh, to do that. So it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see because I don't think it's a given that he's gone. But a month ago I would have said it is, but I, I agree. Now it is not a given. It's, I could see him getting fired just like the uh, Red Sox moved down from Kyle Bloom a few weeks ago. But I could also say them say, okay, we're close again. Here's your new checkbook. Which star are you going to bring in? What And it they could absolutely be in play for some of the Japanese. They need more pitching. But uh, Joan Busker getting hurt absolutely really hurt them. And Yu Darvish being not as good this year. But I could see them very much being in on some of the Japanese star pitchers that are going to be available. But off-season talk. Well, let me ask this uh, uh, Brewer-centric uh, question. As we get down to the final week uh, of everything taking place, as this sorts itself out, who would you rather face uh, of the teams that are left? Because the... Uh, how this this is who the the Brewers will face in the the wild card round. So uh, when you're looking at the number six seed, I don't think it's going to end up Arizona. Uh, so I think they'll end up with, at five. But you're talking about two division opponents uh, and Miami, who uh, played you very very competitively, very cha- uh, challenging series this weekend. They got in your way of clinching the division. So the Brewers and the Miami have played a lot recently. The Brewers. I think have, I think it's actually been they played six games the last couple of weeks and it's been three to three so that's been very they're very much built the same the Brewers maybe a little even more developed but in two or three years you could see Miami being right where the Brewers are now if they can find a few more hitters but I would say the best matchup is probably Cincinnati for the Brewers then it's probably just as a fan I would hate to lose to the Cubs I would detest that. No end. That would almost be as bad as losing to the Cardinals, but it wouldn't be. But as a fan, I would say I'd rather lose to Miami than to the Cubs. But for the Brewers, as far as how does the matchup fit best, it's Cincinnati is the best matchup. Then it is probably Miami, and then it's the Cubs. I think that's probably the best matchup because the Brewers have the Brewers have enough consistency now on against lefties with Marquana and with with Carlos Santana that I think they actually match up pretty good against some of what the Cubs would throw out there, though. Yeah, the, uh, and without knowing Strowman's full health is the other big part of, of that with Bennett. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would agree. I, I think the best matchup would be Cincy, but Hunter Green being very 
there makes that not as not as easy either. Uh, and the risk the risk factor. I'm kind of thinking Cubs uh, become a better. Uh, would rather face, but it's a higher risk because you don't want to lose to it, right? Uh, I'd, I'd feel better about losing to Miami than I would about, about Chicago, uh, but I don't think Miami's as good of a matchup uh, uh, right now with the pitch and with what's clicking over there, so we'll see, uh, but uh, it's fun to talk about the last week and have all these things still up in the air, so good on MLB with the extra wild card a few years ago. It has absolutely worked. That's one of the things I got right. It has not been... Uh, Last, ever since they did it, it's not boring down the stretch. Like the, This has been all, all right there. Is there anything in the awards category that you think is still up for grabs, or do we have it solidified? Oh. Feel confident? And we'll, have an, like, we'll talk through awards with them, but just in general, is there one that he feels is still there, or does it feel like pretty I think consensus? The MVPs are, I think the MVPs are locked in. I think it's going to be Ronald Acuna. I think, it, I think it'll still be Shohei Otani. I know he hasn't played in the last month. I really don't think it matters. I would still give it to Shohei Otani. Uh, Garrett Cole and Blake Snell will win the Cy Young Awards. Those feel like absolute locks at this point. Yeah, Blake Snell with another like, seven sh- no-hit innings in Colorado, walked another five or somehow, but he does it. I don't know how he's doing it. He's doing it. Those seem locks. So then, you know, rookie of the year, those are up. National League will go to Corbin Carroll. That one's a lock. Even as good as Kodai Singh has been, that'll go to Corbin Carroll. American League, th- that one is kind of up in the air. I think Gunnar Henderson will probably get it. He was the odds-on favorite to begin so. the year. But there have been some good, like, strong, Trista Costas got hurt, but Masataka Yoshida was really good for them. There's been some very good rookies, but I, I feel pretty confident those six will, will get the awards that they deserve. That will lead to the, the final uh, uh, spot as we, you know, we're, we're excited to look ahead for what's coming. Uh, next week we'll have the full playoff preview uh, for those rounds. We'll break down the matchups and the uh, rotations and all those good things that, that go together within that. Uh, but as much as we want to look ahead, we're going to have a little bit of fun here as we wrap up looking back uh, to our original uh, uh, predictions to begin the season as we looked into our crystal ball to see uh, how we thought things were going to shape out. And as we get to the final part of the year here, well, uh, Corey's got the receipts. Uh, how exactly did we do? I think we did be- not too shabby on some of these. So, ALE's predictions, we did this April 2nd. So, ALE's predictions, you predicted the Rays, who going to make the playoffs, maybe unlikely to win the East, and I predicted the Blue Jays, who going to make the playoffs, unlikely to win the East, but we're at least two for two on playoff teams so far. Uh, the AL Central, we both went with the Cleveland Guardians, and I still don't quite get it. I, they had a lot of injuries. Shane Beaver missed time. I see Justin McKenzie was back. He had a struggle start, but it's it's just good to see him get healthy. I I wouldn't be surprised if I'm back on Cleveland next year because I still think well, they're, they're a very good team. They still have the pitching, uh, maybe getting more of... Uh, more of, of things together like offensively. There's still like some of the younger, uh, some things did turn turn uh, 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 turn out okay. Not everything worked out. Josh Bell didn't work out there within it. There's still uh, head scratchers within it, uh, but their pitching is enough. They're always going to keep them in contention in a division that is not exactly anyone moving forward in a large way uh, to step up. So they're going to be interesting within it. Uh, who do we have in the West? We both went with the same team. Did they win the World Series last year? Am I wrong here? Did Houston win the World Series last year? Was that last year that they won, or was that a, did I miss a year in there? Uh, it feels like they did. I, I believe they did win the World Series last year against Philly, right? Is that last year? Yeah. Anyways, we both picked the Astros. We just said they are very much in contention, although not that they're old, because like, Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker are still in their 
I think, like, 26-ish. But it's starting to feel like if they do miss the playoffs this year, the window is starting to close. Because while those two might be young, like, Justin Verlander's old. Uh, Jose Altuve's in his mid-30s now. Uh, Michael Brantley is getting up there. Jose Abreu. So if they do miss the playoffs here, it, it could be start. And we know that Seattle's coming. We've talked about that for a long time on here. So we'll watch that one. Uh, wild cards. Dan selected the Toronto Blue Jays. That looks good. Uh, the New York Yankees, that one does not look so good. And the Los Angeles Angels, you bought in. I've done it before, brother. You buy in. They let you down every single time. Uh, That's why Shohei left the country <laughs> uh, early on here with them, too. Uh, Corey's wild cards, Mariners, that one looks pretty good. Uh, the Yankees, I don't know why I did it. And then the Rays. So, yeah, I, that's not bad. So what we, like everyone else... Uh, didn't see coming in the American League was the Baltimore Orioles. I just thought it was a year. I mean, we we've talked about them for so long, but we the, did not the expect farm it. system uh, for talent for days. It just, uh, they pushed the timeline faster than I thought they would. Didn't think the pitching would come this quickly. Right. Uh, Kyle Bradish, uh, a step. So you already had a guy who was in there who took another step up. Then you had uh, Grayson Rodriguez. You know, it, it takes time to do that. We knew there was talent, but they sent him down and he came back. And now yeah. this is the. That's how you get an ace. Like, that is what an ace looks like is Grayson Rodriguez right there. And, yeah, I, I did not expect it. I very much would have talked about them next year, I figured. But, yeah, they pushed the timeline faster than we thought. And the other one is neither one of us predicted the Rangers. I didn't. I, I had questions about the pitching there, too. And it was good enough, and the offense was so good that I didn't expect them. I mean, they got so many great performances out of players like Jonah Heim, that that yes. just came out of nowhere. Whereas I knew, you know, I knew Marcus Simeon was going to be good, Corey Seager would be good, Adolis Garcia would be okay, but Nate Lowe, Jonah Heim, and then just keep, Evan Carter, like, at times Ezekiel Duran looked great for them. They had so many players that just came up and started hitting that I didn't plan. Uh, MVPs, we both took Joey Otani, but then we both had to make a non-Otani pick in case something happened. Uh, you took Wanda Franco, which looked great until it didn't, which, yeah. uh, I took Jordan Alvarez, it's always I, a solid I mean, pick. it's always an option. But his numbers were solid. Yep. Otani will win that. I feel good about that one. Cy Young Awards. So you took Jeffrey Springs, who for the first month looked like it was a possibility. Uh, that one was uh, injury derailed. Uh, yeah. He looked really good. I took Luis Castillo. I just said, I think he's probably going to finish second. Yeah. I think he'll finish second to Garrett Cole. So I, I feel pretty good about that one. Rookie of the year, we both took Anthony Volpe, which... I believe he's Anthony Bumpy's he's, he's come around. He's had like, like a 2020 season, and you hear like, oh, what a disappointing year. Like, the dude is 22 years old or something like that. Just put a 2020 season together. Contact isn't there yet, but that, again, it takes guys time to put the full package together. I think because he's in New York, you know, you've heard the things like, oh, this is kind of a disappointing. Like, he could be just fine. I, I'm not sure that he'll be Bobby Witt, but this dude could easily put together 10 extremely good seasons for the Yankees. So, yeah, it. Is he going to win Rookie of the Year? No. Was it a bad first year? I don't think so. So we did pretty good in the American League, I think. I would agree. Uh, okay. the, the only thing we missed right, was the season's biggest surprises. Yep. Uh, and that's what's, uh, what played out there within it. Speaking of surprises, the Amer- National League East. Corey selected the Atlanta Braves. That was good. Daniel selected the New York Mets. I believed in the, in the purse. <laughs> I believed in the purse. Wow. Uh, that... Uh, uh, I just said them and the Padres' biggest uh, disappointments uh, uh, within it. I don't know. You got to talk about the National League Central. Well, we both predicted the St. Louis Cardinals, who are, I believe, in dead last. I mean, they might be ahead of the Pirates again. 
this is like the first ever for them. So at least if you're gonna miss on that, that's at least the one to, to bet on. Nine out of ten I seasons. I, I don't know where we looked. Like, and we here's what we did. I remember talking this. We said, look at how good their offense is. They have so many good hitters, and their pitching wasn't there. And it just exactly like we said, it never even came close to developing. And the hitters they mismanaged the, the development of their young players. Like Jordan Walker looks looks good, very good now. It looks good. But they yo-yoed him in, in weird ways with them. They, they got too cute and for their own good. But Wilson Contreras, after they signed him to that massive contract, like a month later, like, we're not playing him. catcher anymore. We're going to play you with the H. And then they put him back at catcher. And it's a very, it, it feels what like a that's a team, like the Mets almost. From a manager standpoint, we have mismanaged teams from a front office standpoint. But I don't know of another team that has been more mismanaged from a, a manager standpoint than what happened in St. Louis this year. The West? I went with the Dodgers. You went with the Padres. So you you were all on the purse strings. You bought in this offseason on the purse strings and just didn't work out there. Now, you nailed the wild cards. Well, you nailed teams that will be in the playoffs in your wild cards because here's where you selected the teams that won the division, the Dodgers, the Brewers, and the Braves. You just had them in the wrong location. Uh, here's where I did my mess-ups because I went with the Padres and the Mets. So that's where I put them. I just didn't have one division. I did get the Phillies. So the Phillies will make the division. So we'll make the wild card. And we got that one right. But National League, just, just more surprises. Neither one of us, you had the Brewers. I didn't even have the Brewers making the playoffs. And you didn't have the Phillies in. It's just, and neither one of us, I guess the other team is no mention of the Diamondbacks. All those teams we talked about, right? No mention of the Diamondbacks. No mention Indiana. of the Cubs. No mention of the Reds. And mention neither of the Giants, who are, I suppose, have a technical chance. But, yeah, those are surprises that we just didn't see come. Diamondbacks are another team. It just feels like they pushed the timeline and the Cubs faster than I thought. So We, we had the, uh, and so in the American League, you have the two teams, uh, the biggest surprises. That uh, was omitted from, from ours, but then we had a chance to see that. Uh, I, we both at least bought in the hype of the biggest, two biggest disappointments on the other side uh, for, for that taking place. And then the biggest uh, surprise young team coming up, uh, Arizona. And we'll still see one more week within that, but... Yeah, I, and I think overall that's that's kind of what you hope for. Is you got the basics there. What were the what were the ones that just uh, bottomed out or surprised surprised one way or another? Uh, and and that's what we've uh, seen in those uh, uh, predictions. You know, MVPs. Uh, you predicted Manny Machado fine year. A little bit. I think he was a little hurt. I, actually, I know he was hurt because he just said yeah. he's going to have to have elbow surgery in the off season. But I think he still had a thirty home run season. I predicted Austin Riley, who's probably going to get MVP votes, but finished third on his own team because their team is ridiculous. Uh, Cy Young Award, Brandon Woodruff for Dan. Now, he's been great when he's pitched. He just missed so much time he's that he had injured. Injuries. I went back to the well with Aaron Nola, and he did the same thing that he did two years ago when I picked him and sucked. In between, he was amazing. Rookie of the year, we, we nailed this. Like, you took Cody Senga, who I said he's going to finish second, and I took Corbin Carroll, who's going to finish first. I don't have your hot takes. I have my five hot takes still. Five players will steal 50 bases or more. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's probably pretty close because... Acuna is there. Ruiz. Ruiz is there. Bobby Witt is right. If he's not there, he's right on the borderline. Uh, I don't. I don't know if Tatis. Tatis missed too much time to get there. Did Corbin Carroll get the 50 steals? He's got to be really close. Corbin Carroll has been right close. I know I talked about Jazz. I didn't expect him to miss a bajillion games. I didn't pick. I don't. I know O'Neill Cruz missed a ton of time in there, but. But there has been a lot of steals. Last year, remember the leader was John Birdie, who stole just 41, and here we are. Discussing whether or not Ronald Acuna can get to 70. Well, we're likely going to be at 
64. Oh, so close. Uh, uh, Akira 68, Ruiz at 65, Carroll at 50 right on the nose, Bobby Witt Jr. is at 48. He'll likely get those final two. Uh, but C.J. Abrams is at 43. Uh, not that it can't happen. That's 80%. I get 80% of credit on yeah. that one. So I'll, Absolutely. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Um, I'll give you 90 because that's you're you close to the like, you're still only like 45, so you're gonna like just five off. Uh, Jeffrey Springs best pitcher on the race. I said we, you went for Cy Young. I said he was the best pitcher on the race, and he looked like it. But now we just wait and see when it'll be back. Uh, I crapped on Michael Harris. I said he'll regress. He looked awful until about August, and then he then he looks like the same player that he was. So I'll, I'll eat the crow on that one. I said the Mariners will have four 15 game winners. Castillo, I don't know if he won 15 games or not, but Castillo, Gilbert, and Kirby have been everything I wish for. I don't know whether or not they won 15 games or not, and then Robbie Ray got hurt, so I don't, I, they don't have a fourth one. And then I said Corbin Burns would end the year at Memorial, and that did not happen, but I don't, that could happen this offseason, and I wouldn't be completely shocked if the Orioles say, here's Colton Kowser and, you know, John o Somebody else, Jordan Westbrook, kind of will be something. We'll take Corbin Burns to give him a big contract, and the Brewers say, sure, but did not happen yet. So well, I feel like I did okay in the hot takes. I'll have to try to hunt mine down, yeah. and I'll bring it in next week uh, uh, with Senate. So Next week we'll know. Next week we'll know. Uh, we'll awesome. be uh, matchups here. We'll come back uh, next week with uh, breaking down the uh, wild card weekend of uh, uh, preview uh, and get set up for, for playoff baseball. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.